Hey there, I'm Brother Donnie Spano, and I am here with you for Faith for Today. And together today, let's look at the blessing. And together, let's look at the gospel that is the blessing. And today we're going to look at what does the blessing do in our lives when we're in a strange land. And, you know, in, in aspects of many lives today, people sense they're in a strange land. They are doing jobs or looking to do jobs they've never done. They've found themselves because of this pandemic in situations they never thought they'd be. And in this, the blessing is still working. The blessing has not stopped. The blessing is not stagnant. And when God has blessed you, this is forever. As long as you will yield to Him and do it His way, then you are blessed and that blessing will continue to make you rich and put you in a position where you have no sorrow with it. And we're going to start in looking at this at Galatians 3 verses 8 and 9. And we find what is considered the gospel that God spoke to Abraham. And it says here in the 8th verse, And the scripture the word of God, foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith, preached before the gospel to Abraham. What was this gospel? It tells us here. It says, saying, in you, Abraham, shall all nations be blessed. So then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. So then the question is, are you and I of faith? Are we, like Abraham, believing on God and on the Lord Jesus now for our right standing with God, for our righteousness? And when we believe on Him, we enter into this place of trust where God, the very resemblance of God being on Abraham's life was the blessing. God required trust from Abraham, and when Abraham gave God what he required, God in return gave him the blessing. Now let's see that in Genesis the 12th chapter. And we're going to look at verses 1 through 3. And we find this blessing. Genesis 12, 1 through 3. <clears throat> now the Lord had said to Abram, Get you out of your country and from your kindred. Get away from your family and from your father's house unto a land that I will show you. So this is the requirement. God's giving him direction. He's expecting Abraham or Abram at this time to trust him and obey. And second verse says, And I will make of you a great nation, and I will what? Bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. Notice that one of the prime characteristics of the blessing on our life is that there is the responsibility and the enabling power to be a blessing to others which means that you should have much more than what you need for you if you're to be a blessing you're to already have all of your needs met and be satisfied have even what you would desire in your life that's all covered you have things you need, you have things you would like, and now you have all this blessing that you are going to bless others with what? That excess, that extra. It's more than you need, 
it's more than you want it's for someone else it's for you to do for another you are blessed to be a blessing well the only way that that can be okay is if I'm okay with having too much for me and if you're okay with having too much for you because there's going to be many people that are going to rise up and say that you are wrong for having too much for you and if you and I believe that then we will no longer be a blessing we'll cut it off at its stem at its root because if I'm ashamed of this blessing if I'm ashamed of it then I don't have the extra to do for another and I tomorrow and I have seen this there are things that we've believed God for and we can see as soon as we believe it if we share it with certain people they question their heads turn sideways and they wonder why do you need <laughs> why do you need all that why do you need those extra bedrooms why do you need those extra this and that extra that and and if, if tomorrow and I and our ministry has just enough for us and us alone, we have no extra to do for another. We have no more. We are at max capacity. We're filled up. We have no extra to do for anybody. We're, we take ourselves out of the position to be a blessing. And that is a way in which you can cut the very root of the blessing in your own life. Because if you cut yourself off from being a blessing, you cut off the root to the blessing. You don't want to do that. When God deals with you to look higher and to have more, it's not just about you. Stop thinking only about you. And start looking higher and thinking bigger and allow God to use you for other people. You just having all your needs met is not your concern. God said He would take care of you. He said he'd already supply all your need according to his riches and glory. So stop thinking about you and start thinking about some other people and start allowing the blessing to bless others. And I did not mean to get into any of that, but so we did at the direction of the Lord. And so someone needed that. Now, this blessing, he said, you need to leave your family. You need to do this and he says in the second verse, And I will make of you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless you, and curse him that curses you, and in you shall all families of the earth be blessed. Hallelujah. Now let's look together here in Genesis, the 28th chapter. We're going to go ahead here to chapter 28. And we're going to look at what occurred in Jacob's life. We looked at how God blessed Abram, and who, you know, we find became Abraham, the father of many nations, the father of our faith. Now we're going to look at Jacob and how the, uh, the blessing worked in his life. Now you'll find here the blessing worked wonderfully in Isaac's life. I mean, Isaac was led of God. He actually was told don't go into Egypt in the time of a famine so in the time when all things were going wrong and the good land looks to be over there and God's going no I want you to stay here where in dry ground in an area that looked like it's dead and gone and at that point it, it wasn't just that they didn't have see the land itself didn't look like the soil could contain a harvest 
And God goes, I want you to take your best seed. I want you to put it right there. Where? In that dry ground. And in that very same year, what did the blessing do? He received, he harvested a hundred times what he put into that dry ground. This is the blessing in a famished time. This was the blessing in the life of Isaac. It was the same blessing of Abraham. It was the blessing. The very same empowering, enabling blessing that God spoke over Adam and Eve when he said, Make this place show the goodness of God. Cause it to be filled with the goodness of the Lord. Cause it to be fruitful and to multiply. Hallelujah. And now we're going to look at Jacob. 28 verses 1 through 4. Let's start there. And then we'll go into the 29th chapter. So 28, 1 through 4. And Isaac called Jacob, and what did he do? And blessed him and charged him. You see, you will see time and time again, the blessing is connected with the work. We are blessed for our work. It's, it's for purpose. And so he blessed him and he charged him. And he said to him, You shall not take a wife of the daughters of Canaan. Arise, go to Paden, Aram to the house of Bethuel, your mother's father, and take you a wife from there of the daughters of Laban, your mother's brother. And God Almighty bless you and make you fruitful and multiply you that you may be a multitude of people and give you the blessing of Abraham to you and to your seed with you that you may inherit the land wherein you are a stranger which God gave to Abraham. The blessing of Abraham was to work in such a way that he would inherit land in which he's a stranger. He's to inherit in a strange land. Here he is, a foreigner. They don't know him. And he's actually supposed to come in there and take possession and inherit it. That's what the blessing does. The blessing will send you to a place You've never been and give it to you. As soon as the soles of your feet step onto it, it's been given to you and you possess it. And you'll find this, people aren't to be possessed, but things are. Properties are. Houses are. Things of this earth. We will possess it. You'll find this in the second psalm, actually. It talks about asking of the Lord that He give us nations for our inheritance the ends of the earth for our possession. We inherit people primarily, but we possess the earth and the things in it. And now let's look in the 29th chapter and we'll start in verses 10. We'll go through ver verse 10 through 30 here. 29, Genesis 29, 10 through 30. Thank you, Lord. And it came to pass... When Jacob saw Rachel, the daughter of Laban, now notice, again, Jacob's in a strange land. He's in a place he's never been. He's doing something he's never done. And he saw Rachel, the daughter of Laban, his mother's brother, and the sheep of Laban, his mother's brother, that Jacob went near and rolled the stone from the well's mouth and watered the flock of Laban, his mother's brother. And Jacob kissed Rachel and lifted up his voice and wept. And Jacob told Rachel that he was her father's brother, and that he was Rebekah's son. And she ran and told her father. 
And it came to pass when Laban heard the tidings of Jacob, his sister's son, that he ran to meet him and embraced him and kissed him and brought him to his house. And he told Laban all these things. And Laban said to him, Surely you are my bone and my flesh. And he abode with him the space of a month. And Laban said to Jacob, Because you are my brother, should you therefore serve me for nothing? So he's been there a month. It sounds like he's doing some work. And Laban's asking him, Should you be doing this work for nothing? I should be paying you something. And uh, tell me, what shall your wages be? And Laban had two daughters. The name of the elder was Leah, and the name of the younger was Rachel. Leah was tender-eyed, but Rachel was beautiful and well-favored. And Jacob loved Rachel and said, I will serve you seven years for Rachel, your younger daughter. And Laban said, It is better that I give her to you than that I should give her to another man. Abide with me. And Jacob served, how many years? Seven years for Rachel. And they seemed to him but a few days, that's the grace of God on you there, for the love he had to her. And Jacob said to Laban, Give me your wife for, I'm sorry, give me my wife. Uh, yeah, you got to get that one right. Give me my, my wife, he said, for my days are fulfilled that I may go into her. It's been seven years now he's worked as he said he would. And Laban gathered together all the men of the place and made a feast. And it came to pass in the evening that he took Leah his daughter and brought her to him. And he went in to her and Laban gave to his daughter Leah Zilpah his maid for a handmaid. And it came to pass that in the morning, behold, it was Leah. Surprise! He was not expecting that. Can you imagine? Seven years working, working hard. And now after seven years of this hard work, you come and you're, you're thinking, this is what I've been longing for. I'm going to marry this love of my life. Man, she's beautiful. And you wake up the next morning thinking you had this wonderful night with her. And it was her older sister. Nice girl. You've known her for years now. But this is not what you were expecting at all. And it looks like, now hold on. What, why are we talking about this? Because he's a blessed man. It don't look like the blessing was working right there, does it? And here he is thinking, oh, I'm working hard. I'm going to enjoy always oh, me and Rachel time, me and Rachel time. And now, no. And he's got to be thinking, what happened? How are you such a fool? How did I get into this? What in the world? Oh, man. Oh. Let's continue. And thank you, Father. What verse was I at? 20, 25. He said, um, and it came to pass that in the morning it was Leah. And he said to Laban, what is this you've done to me? Did not I serve with you for Rachel? Wherefore then have you beguiled me? You tricked me. You lied to me. And Laban said, it must not be so done in our country to give the younger before the firstborn. For fulfill her week, he said, and we will give you this also for the service which you shall serve with me yet seven other years. Oh my, you talk about a sly deal. And he knows he's going to do it. So what's he, he's getting both of his daughters married. It's working well for the family. And he's got Jacob's service for 14 years free of charge. Can you imagine? I mean, just tally that up. 
what's an annual, you know, average man's salary right now? Tally that up 14 years. What kind of profit is he making? Plus, it does you well to marry off your daughters in this day and age. It was a fruitful, good thing for the family. He's doing very well. And um, so we see here, now this again is a blessed man, seemingly being taken advantage of in a strange land. But he has this promise he would inherit the blessings going to work. What blessing? The blessing of Abraham would work for him in the strange land. And now let's continue. So he said, yet seven other years. 28th verse. And Jacob did so and fulfilled her week. And he gave him Rachel, his daughter, to wife also. And Laban gave to Rachel, his daughter, Bilhah, his handmaid, to be her maid. And he went in also to Rachel. And he loved also Rachel more than Leah and served with him yet seven other years. Now let's look here in chapter 30, verses 25 through 43. Thank you, Lord. 25 through 43. And it came to pass, when Rachel had borne Joseph, that Jacob said to Laban, Send me away, that I may go to my own place and to my country. Give me my wives and my children, for whom I have served you, and let me go, for you know my service which I have done you. And Laban said to him, I pray you, if I have found favor in your eyes, tarry, stay, for I have learned by experience that the Lord has blessed me for your sake. This is the truth of the blessing. When you and I mix faith with these words, and we know that God has blessed us, then every person that's in connection, our employers, our companies, our places. If, if you own your own business and you're there in a shopping center, everyone that's in that shopping center is affected. Why? Because you're there and you carry the blessing. And he knew it. He said, as, as long as you've been here, I've learned by this experience, I've been blessed because of you. It's the same for us. And he said, and he said, 28th verse, appoint me your wages and I will give it. And he said to him, you know how I have served you and how your cattle was with me. For it was little which you had before I came and it is now increased to a multitude. Again, this is fruit of the blessing. And the Lord has blessed you since my coming. And now when shall I provide for my own house also? And he said, What shall I give you? And Jacob said, You shall not give me anything. If you will do this thing for me, I will again feed and keep your flock. I will pass through all your flock today, removing from there all the speckled and spotted cattle, and all the brown cattle among the sheep, and the spotted and speckled among the goats, and of such shall be my hire. So shall my righteousness answer for me in time to come, when it shall come from my hire before your face, every one that is not speckled and spotted amongst the goats and brown amongst the sheep, that shall be counted stolen with me. And Laban said, Behold, I would it might be according to your word. And he removed that day the he-goats that were ring-straked and spotted, and all the she-goats that were speckled and spotted, and every one that had some white in it, and all the brown amongst the sheep, and gave them to the hand of his sons. And he set three days' journey between himself and Jacob, and Jacob fed the rest of Laban's flocks. 
And Jacob took him rods of green poplar, and of the hazel and chestnut tree, and peeled white strakes in them, and made the white appear which was in the rods. And he set the rods which he had peeled before the flocks in the gutters in the watering troughs, when the flocks came to drink, that they should conceive when they came to drink. And the flocks conceived before the rods, and brought forth cattle. What colors do you think? Ring-straked, speckled, and spotted. And Jacob did separate the lambs, and set the faces of the flocks toward the ring-straked, and all the brown in the flock of Laban. And he put his own flocks by themselves, and put them not to Laban's cattle. And it came to pass, whensoever the stronger cattle did conceive, that Jacob laid the rods before the eyes of the cattle in the gutters, that they might conceive among the rods. But when the cattle were feeble, when they were weak, he put them not in. So the feebler were Laban's, and the stronger Jacob's. This is what the blessing will do. It will give you the insight. It will give you the idea that will turn that captivity, that will take you from a deceptive way and anything the enemy would try and do to your life to trick you, deceive you, and steal and rob, he will flat flip it upside down and cause you to increase. This is how the blessing will make you fruitful and multiply you in a strange land. And the man increased exceedingly, it said in 43rd verse, and had much cattle and maidservants and men servants and camels and donkeys. Now let's look here in chapter 31. We'll go from verses 1 through 18. Let's continue this. And he heard the words of Laban's son, saying, Jacob has taken away all that was our father's, and of that which was our father's has he gotten all this glory. And Jacob beheld the countenance of Laban, and behold, it was not toward him as before. The Amplified Classic says, Jacob noticed that Laban looked at him less favorably than before. Is this an indicator of whether you need to move forward? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. The blessing will enable you to see and to know where you are favored. And there are times where it is an unfavorable location. And the blessing, it has a location. There is a blessed place. And you'll find this throughout the scriptures. In fact, the, the prophet Elijah was told to go to a place that God had prepared someone to provide for him. And there was a place where he was blessed. And he's seeing this right here, that Jacob, or I'm sorry, Laban is not looking favorably toward him any longer. Third verse says, And the Lord said to Jacob, so now he's got a word from God, Return to the land of your fathers and to your kindred, your family, and I will be with you. And Jacob sent and called Rachel and Leah to the field to his flock and said to them, I see your father's countenance that it is not toward me as before, but the God of my father has been with me. And you know that with all my power I have served your father, and your father has deceived me and changed my wages ten times. Yet he's a blessed man and is having unfavorable response. So this is why you and I we can overcome all by how? By the blessing. Even in a strange land. Even in a place where they're deceptive and trying to steal from us. Even in that place, he walked out exceedingly increased in goods. 
blessed abundantly. And he continued and said, he, Your father has deceived me and changed my wages ten times, but God suffered him not hurt me. If he said thus, the speckled shall be your wages, then all the cattle bear speckled. And if he said thus, the ringstrake shall be your hire, then bear all the, the cattle ringstraked. Thus God has taken away the cattle of your father and given them to me. Hallelujah. Tenth verse says, And it came to pass at the time that the cattle conceived, that I lifted up my eyes and saw in a dream, and behold, the rams which leaped upon the cattle were ringstraked, speckled, and grizzled. And the angel of God spake to me in a dream, saying, Jacob, and I said, Here am I. And he said, Lift up now your eyes, and see all the rams which leap upon the cattle are ringstraked, speckled, and grizzled. For I have seen all that Laban does to you. He's giving us wisdom. This is how he knew what to do. God showed it to him in a dream. But irregardless, God showed it to him. And there's ideas that will be given to us in whatever way God needs to because of the blessing that he has put on us. Thank you. Hallelujah. And so he saw it in this dream. And God sent an angel to him to confirm it. You may not get it that way, but you will get it. You and I, because of the blessing, will know the way out. will know the way of advancement, the way of increase, the way that He will make us rich and cause us to be a blessing. And let's continue this. It said that he's, He told him, I've seen all that Laban does to you. God is a righteous judge. And when someone really is deceiving, he will make it right. And there's something about, the scriptures tell us that uh, not to think that the, uh, the wrath of man works the righteousness of God. You don't have to fight it. We don't have to fight it. In those times, we can take a step back. We can go, Father, I trust you and I ask that you judge righteous judgment. I ask that you would grant these repentance, help them to get it right. And now, if they continue to deceive and do wrong, I ask that you would judge between me and them and make this right. Thank you for it, in Jesus' name. And that's what God was seeing in this. And he said, because I've seen all that Laban does to you, I'm giving you his cattle. And we, we see here in the 13th verse, I am the God of Bethel where you anoint the pillar and where you vowed a vow to me. Now arise, get you out from this land and return to the land of your kindred. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. And um, for time's sake, I'm looking at these verses here. Thank you, Lord. It tells us that, uh, let's go here to the, let's go to the 22nd verse. They take all these things, they take everything, and they head out of town. And um, the both Rachel and Leah are on board. They are they are agreed that this is right. And um, Rachel takes some of the images that Laban considers to be his gods, and she hides them in her things. And Laban is furious about this, and so. He follows after them. We find here in the 22nd verse, It's told Laban on the third day that Jacob left. He fled. And he took his brethren, um, talking about 
uh, Laban took his brethren with him and pursued after him seven days' journey. He's riding a whole week's time to find them. And they overtook him in the Mount Gilead. And God came to Laban the Syrian in a dream by night. This is an ungodly man. He's a man that's chasing after them to get his gods back, the images that he worshipped. And God shows himself to him in a dream the very night before. This is directly connected with the blessing. The blessing of God on our lives will go and do whatever is needful to convey to those that are connected to us the favorable response that we're to receive from God. And it will make the favorable way in and through that time and that place. And we'll see it here. Let's continue as we're closing here. And it said, the, the Lord said to him in this dream by night, Take heed that you speak not to Jacob either good or bad. Then Laban overtook Jacob. Now Jacob had pitched his tent in the mount, and Laban with his brethren pitched in the mount of Gilead. And Laban said to Jacob, What have you done that you have stolen away unawares to me and carried away my daughters as captains taken with the sword? Wherefore did you flee away secretly and steal away from me and did not tell me that I might have sent you away with mirth and with songs, with tabret and with harp? And have not suffered me or allowed me to kiss my sons and my daughters. You have now done foolishly in so doing. It is in the power of my hand to do you hurt. But the God of your father spake to me yesternight, saying, Take you heed that you speak not to Jacob either good or bad. Uh, and now, though you would needs be gone, because you sore longed after your father's house, yet wherefore have you stolen my gods? He's talking about these images. Now, let's, for time's sake, kind of continue here. He searches through these things, and Rachel tells him, Sir, it's the time of the month. Don't, you know, for that reason, I'm not going to get off of my donkey here. And they were actually underneath her. So, she's figuring, I'm going to get away with something here. And she does. And so, it comes to the place, let's look at verse number... Let's look at um, Hallelujah, 36 verse. So this has happened. She's sitting on these things. Laban has gone through all of their stuff, searching for these images. Jacob told him, search through. If there's anything there, then we'll, we'll suffer the wrong. And 36 verse, Jacob was wroth, and he chode with Laban. The 30, In Amplified Classic, it said, Jacob became angry and reproached and argued with Laban. And Jacob answered and said to Laban, What is my trespass? What is my sin that you have so hotly pursued after me? Whereas you have searched all my stuff, what have you found of all your household stuff? Set it here before my brethren and your brethren, that they may judge between us both. This twenty years have I been with you. Your ewes and your she-goats have not cast their young, and the rams of your flock have I not eaten. That which was torn of beast I brought not to you. I bear the loss of it. Of my hand did you require it, whether stolen by day or stolen by night. What do you see? A man who has done it the right way, despite all the wrong that was done to him. This is a blessed man or woman. This is empowered to do it the right way. 
and he continued. I know we're running on time, so these are are surmising this message. Um, he said, "You know, I I didn't require of you. I took the loss of it." Fortieth verse. Thus, I was in the day; the drought consumed me, and the frost by night, and my sleep departed from my eyes. Thus have I been twenty years in your house. I served you fourteen years for your two daughters, and six years for your cattle, and you have changed my wages ten times. Except the God of my father, the God of Abraham, and the fear of Isaac had been with me, surely you had sent me away now empty. God has seen my affliction and the labor of my hands, and rebuked you yesternight. And Laban answered and said to Jacob, These daughters are my daughters, and these children are my children, and these cattle are my cattle, and all that you see is mine. And what can I do this day to these my daughters, or unto their children, which they have borne? Now therefore from you let us make a covenant, I and you, and let it be for a witness between me and you. And this covenant was saying, I'm not going to go over this pile and touch what is yours, and you're not going to come over this pile and touch what is mine. There's now an agreement between us. And they make this covenant, 55th verse, let's look at that. And early in the morning Laban rose up and kissed his sons and his daughters and blessed them. And Laban departed and returned to his place. So here we see the blessing in the strange place, in the land that they had never been. And even despite all the deception, all the lies and the trickery, God caused the blessing to work out in Jacob's life. And it caused, like Laban was saying, these are my daughters, these are my cattle, these are my... It caused the wealth of the wicked to be laid up for the just. And the blessing is still doing that today. And in your and my lives, even in a strange land, the blessing is at work. And He's making us rich, and He's adding no sorrow with it, and we're walking away exceedingly greatly increased and enabled by God to do much more for Him and much more for His at His direction. Hallelujah. That's all for this message today, my friends. Thank you for enjoying faith for today with me. We love you, we bless you, and we will see you soon.